Hello and welcome to a uh, a Christmas episode of the Sheffield Digital Podcast, episode 25, we can call it as well. I'm joined by uh, Mel and Chris, directors as usual, and I am Ian. Hello both. Hello. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas indeed. That's that's the entire Christmas element of the episode gone, isn't it really? Just the Merry Christmas yeah, of the stuff. That's, that's I, I think we should have had some jingle bells or something. Maybe you can uh, edit those in later, Ian. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yep, no problem. <laughs> As you can probably hear, um, we're all in different locations. Um, so we're recording over Skype. So that's why it perhaps doesn't sound as crystal clear as usual. But hopefully that uh, won't affect your enjoyment. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a, a kind of um, a highlights of uh, 2018 show. But we're also going to talk about 2019 too. So what's coming up and what we're looking forward to. So we're going to try and answer four questions. And those questions are our... What, what, what is our city or community highlight? What is our personal highlight? What are we looking forward to in 2019? And what do we wish for in 2019? Three and four, there is a subtle distinction between the two. It took me a while to realise. Well, yeah, three is stuff we know is going to happen. Yes. Or it should happen. Indeed. So we're going to start off with um, our, our kind of city or community highlight of the year. And Mel, you're going to kick us off. Okay, so um, first of all, I'm really annoyed with Ian for restricting me to just one answer to each of these questions, but I suppose that's a good thing because otherwise we'd probably be talking for hours and hours and hours. You're going to cheat. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to (laughs) cheat. So um, my big thing in terms of um, a city or community highlight for 2018 was that I think the city is finally getting its startup act together So as we get to the end of this year, we've got um, Cooper Project up and running, doing talks, doing mentoring, doing uh, meet the advisor sessions. We've got Collider in their K1 space at Barker's Pool, and they're doing their last Friday club, which I haven't got to myself yet, but I hear is really good and really well attended. Um, Sheffield Hallam University have opened their iLab, which is a space for uh, students with startup ideas to come together and collaborate. And we're also, we've started to see funders starting to come to the city to meet businesses. So there was an event earlier in the year that Laura Bennett organised where a bunch of different funders came up um, and did kind of a meet the startup people. And I know as a result of that, a couple of businesses in the city are now having proper conversations with funders. So I find that really exciting. I think getting our startup scene sorted out is going to be a big part of what's going to make us successful next year. And uh, just quickly to sneak in my cheat, the other thing I really wanted to mention is just how awesome the support for Sheffield Digital has been in 2018 with members, with sponsors, with people showing up at the annual general meetup, despite the fact that there was some kind of a football match on, you know, all that kind of thing. You guys have been amazing this year and um, the support that you give to the organisation gives me and Chris and the rest of us the willpower to keep on keeping on. Fantastic. That was wonderfully concise as well. <laughs> a yeah. rare thing from me, I know. <laughs> we, start, we start as we mean to go on. So, Chris, I think, uh, I think you've got the best last one of, of all last ones. So, I think, shall I go second? Okay. <laughs> um, 
So uh, what I wanted to mention is something that I've kind of seen without any, I've got kind of very little physical evidence, but it's just been like a, an aura around the city. And that's just the, the co-working scene seems to have kind of sparked into life a bit this year. I've been freelancing for two years and the first year, all I really, um, I, I mean, I work in a shed, so it doesn't directly affect me, of course, but um if I were to uh, do more co-working, then the options last year were, were kind of Union Street and, and Roco, which is sadly now closed. Um, whereas now, after this year, we've had uh, loads of places open. So there's the Cooper Lounge. Mel, you talked about the Cooper Project, but the Cooper Lounge is a big part of that. And that's in Sheffield Tech Parks. We have um, Spaces, Acero Spaces, which is which is opened next to Electric Works. Um, and they're also they've also become a, a regional partner for Sheffield Digital, obviously as well. Um, we have a, a really new, brand new place down near Kellam Island called A One, which is gorgeous. I think they're still looking for there's, there's still places there if people want to try that out. They've got offices too, really nice space, and um, and and there are probably others that I've forgotten too. Um, yeah, but it's regather. There's the space at regather. There's desk space. There's Studio Five Hundred Five at workstation. So yeah, there's. And um, uh, Chef, uh, um, Aberdell Picture House as well. They've got co-working in there too. So. Yes, yes. Um, so it's just felt like it's felt like a really, uh, really exciting year for um, I guess say not just freelancers, but anyone who can make use of co-working space. I think it's um, a really uh, a really positive thing to have uh, a number of venues dedicated to kind of work almost um in in the city because not everyone um not everyone can afford to buy an office or not everyone needs to buy an office um so being able to have really lots of options i think is good you know the idea that you can just pay for one day or two days a week or you can just have five days a week that kind of flexibility is really important i think when you just especially when you're just getting started like uh, like i was last year so that's my pick one hopefully concise too go for it well, yeah now you're giving me the big build up um, yeah, so I mean, it was just it was one very specific thing. I mean, there's there's, there's a lot a lot of interesting things have happened um, this year. But the thing that I think when I was thinking about this this morning that made me most excited was the National Video Game Museum moving to Sheffield. I think um, you know the, the the games industry in Sheffield has been um, has been so important and so kind of neglected, if you like, um, by the rest of the city for so long. And I've um, I've you know known people involved. At Hallam and at, at you know people like um, Mark Hardesty and the guys at Sumo and you know a lot of the indie kind of games makers and Shindig and and you know people that are involved in First Play and and you know all of these these kind of these efforts and companies that have all um, you know kind of been part of the Sheffield game scene and its history going back to Gremlin in the eighties. To have a national, you know, a thing of national importance, decide that Sheffield is the place um, to be for a, for the National Games Museum and for the BGI, the British Games Institute, um, is just is a brilliant win. It just, you know, I mean, not that Sheffield really needed to be put on the map in terms of the games industry, but you know, it's a real statement to the to the rest of the of the city and the and the rest of the region and the rest of the country about how important um, video games are to Sheffield's economy uh, and, it, and its history. And it's just, I think it's a massive win. And it's also, it was also really great to see something um, of that importance uh, to kind of be the first anchor tenant in the new Collider 
um, project as well at, at Castle House. I think um, I was. I think we were always a little bit concerned that it would struggle to attract people there, um, partly because of the location and and just partly because um, you know it, it might attract tech people and people involved in in startups and business, but maybe not the rest of the of the city, the rest of the general public. But to have a, a sort of national visitor attraction in the building um, just makes so much sense. It, it just gets me excited about what that building and ultimately that whole part of town can be. And, and, and you know, it gives us loads of a great story and narrative to tell about um, the Sheffield tech scene in general and how it's all kind of arranging itself around the city centre. Um, it's been... Um... See. Sorry, Chris. It's um, when when we first started doing this podcast, which is about eighteen months ago now. Um, all of this, not not the National Video Game Museum. Obviously, that's a great thing that's happened since. But the whole what's going to happen in in the middle of town was mm. was really uh, a key thing for for both of you because you've obviously been involved in it for quite some time. So it's been quite. Uh, I've I've noted from the other side of the desk <laughs> uh, how your your <laughs> kind of your frowns have been turned upside down. Over the last, <laughs> around so this far. particular topic, so far, you know, of course, you know, we can't go, we can't go full smile yet, but, you know. but it has been, it has been noticeable that there's been, you know, these are quite major things for the city, and it's been reflected in the way that I've noticed you two talking about it. If I, if, if you allow me to say such a thing, absolutely, you can always say that sort of thing. I think, um, uh, without sort of jumping ahead into 2019, but uh, the. The whole issue of, of Castle House and the regeneration of Castle Gate, that kind of, of area about how it's going to connect what's going on around Sheffield Hallam and the workstation with what's going on down at Kellam Island. That's just so exciting because it just really feels to me like in 2018, we hit tipping point. Mm. And my hope is that that will just accelerate from here on out. There are a lot of things that might affect that, but everything feels like it's finally picking up and going in the right direction. And that's a big takeaway for me ab about 2018, uh, is that after you know a couple of years of, of us banging on about stuff, about how important the tech industry is, how important digital is, um, it feels like our, our faith, our, our commitment has has sort of been validated by what's actually happening in the sector now. Mm. That feels, yeah. like, feels like a really good um, point at which you can uh, continue talking about very, very similar things on a very specific <laughs> topic. So um, this is the first answer to question two, and this is about personal highlights. So do I get to go first again? You do, yeah. because, because it's a, it's a cracking segue. <laughs> ah, okay. So having completely blown Ian's cracking segue, um, this one is, won't be a surprise to anybody, but the real personal highlight for me is the fact that the Sheffield Women in Tech group has really got off the ground. Uh, when I was preparing for doing this recording today, I went back through my diary just to look at, you know, remind myself of what had happened this year. And I realized that the first get together we had where it was a, a bunch of us got together for some lunch just to talk about shall we have a women in tech group and how might it work? That was back in February of 2018. But since then, I know in a way you think, oh my goodness, it took, you know, since February to get this off the ground. But since then, a group of really amazing people have come together and have made this thing happen. And there is now a proper Sheffield women in tech group. They have a program where they're going to have proper meetups every 
two months and then on the month in between they have an informal social which is tech tea there's a bunch of people who are involved in making sure that it happens and who are coming up with ideas of the sorts of topics for the meetups and the response from the community has been huge you know our first meetup was sold out we had people standing you know it was standing room only and the feedback has been amazing and I've, I always felt that it was an ingredient that we were missing in Sheffield. If we were going to be taken seriously as a digital city, we needed to have a women in tech group in the city. And now we do. And I'm just really excited to see about where that goes next year, the kinds of things that we might be able to do with education and all that sort of thing. So big love from me to to the women and the men out there who have supported getting women in tech off the ground and who are going to make it a success next year as well. Here, here. Yeah, absolutely. Whoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I allow myself, you can't, of course, this is only audio, so you can see the little fist in the air I gave myself just then. <laughs> I think I think this is recording the video as well, if you did want to, uh, if we God. did want to no, make that particular... absolutely leave. not. No. <laughs> your face is moving chris it, it happens when you talk i have to say like there's been so many efforts in the past to to get um you know women in tech group going and, they, and it's always kind of petered out a little bit or it's it's always felt a little bit kind of niche or cliquey but i think the way that chef wit has kind of gone about things and the support it's gathered not just from women but you know across across the industry um i think it's really become a force very quickly so you may you know mel you may think oh it's taken ages to get off the ground um but but really i think it's become quite important very quickly um and i mean lots of conversations i have i kind of you know i direct people towards it and say look you should go and talk to the women there if you want to get into the industry or you know you're interested in what the experience is like why 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 do you think that's the case What's different this time? Um, scale, I think. Yeah, yes. I think it's the platform. I genuinely think that, you know, when we started Sheffield Digital, we wanted to create a platform that allowed people to achieve some scale quickly enough. And, uh, you know, it's not just Chefware. I think there's other meetups and things that have started this year that have managed to gain an audience quite quickly. And I think... In previous years, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't a single calendar for the whole city. There wasn't someone, you know, pushing the messages and amplifying and, and, and you know, getting people involved. And there wasn't this community of, of event organizers that promote each other's events and, and this kind of thing. So, so I think, and obviously the, the energy of Mel and the other women involved in, in setting the, the group up, um, I think it achieved, it had a good group of people that had a lot of net connections and managed to pull people together very well as well but i think um i think it's not alone i think shepherd digital has managed to provide a platform for other things that have got off the ground this year as well yeah i mean you only have to look at how many new meetups we have now compared to a year ago i mean i think there's like three times as many i haven't done the maths properly but certainly the impression i get is there's just masses of stuff going on now Mm. Well, that's handy because my second personal highlight was how many meetups there are in Sheffield now. Segway <laughs> <laughs> um, training. Seg- this is just all, it's like it's been planned for the, for the first time. It hasn't. Um, 
So yeah, I just uh, a bit like I know I've you know from this position of uh, of kind of doing the com stuff at Sheffield Digital, you kind of just notice trends and that kind of thing, and um, as well as all of the co working spaces, there's definitely been uh, an increase in in meetups. You are absolutely right. There is I can think of a couple off the top of my head. There's a Go Sheffield is new. Data for Good was this year. Um, there's the leadership one, and there are others <laughs> that I haven't got written down in front of me. There's a machine learning one now. That's right. Uh, Front End Sheffield started this year, I think. Yeah, no, you're um, right. And that's a huge success, that one. Um, There's a yeah. digital marketing one. Yep, digital marketing as well. And I hear a rumour that there might be a content one well, soon. Well, hopefully. And this is why I included this in my personal highlight, really, because I've, I feel like I've gone on something of a journey over the course of 10 years. I worked for a, a marvellous company at the time, but we, we were very closed off from the world. And I had no idea that there was this community going on in Sheffield. And since uh, over the last four or five years, I, I've kind of become more and more aware of all of the stuff that's that's happening in the city um, and gradually become more and more involved. And I guess in some ways culminating with being involved with Sheffield Digital. And so, yes, my, my plan is to try and launch a, a content uh, meetup um, in the new year. That's the plan. Um, but just in general, and I, I, I kind of um, perhaps unexpectedly, for maybe the audience as well, spoke at Front End Sheffield as a content person. And that was a bit of a challenge <laughs> for me and possibly the people watching. But um, but it was a really good experience. And I encourage uh, you know anyone who's listening to put themselves forward for... Uh, not just going, but potentially speaking. You know, it's obviously a bit nerve wracking, but I think you get I think you get lots out of it. And yeah. um, and there are so many options now. There's a very good chance that there is a meetup for you, depending on what you do. Um, and that's amazing. And that's you know, I think that's really I think it's a really important uh, thing for for Sheffield because it's definitely uh, this seems to be the case in in other cities where there are, where there is also a meetup scene. But um, I think. Over the last year, the scene in Sheffield, which has always been there, has not only grown. I think it's, people seem to be more aware of it. I, I get more questions about it, um, mm. and and that kind of thing. What do you think, Mel? You've been obviously involved a lot longer. Um, I think I think the interesting things about meetups. You were talking about the idea of, of actually going to speak. Is that it's sort of a safe place to have a go at speaking if you've never spoken in front of a group before and you want to give it a try you know that the audience there are supportive you know that they're interested in what you want to say and they're not going to be really judgy it's not like standing up at a big conference for the first time so you can kind of test your stuff test your material test different ways of of how you might present it um, and just get used to standing up in front of an audience and I think that's it's a really good skill to have and to practice because it can just stand you in good stead in all kinds of situations. And I always, I don't talk at meetups very often, but when I do, I always really enjoy it because I just think, you know, these are people who are on my side and they're not, they're not sort of watching me going, oh, you know, who's this woman and what's she waffling on about and why should we listen to her? They're like, oh, right, that's Mel. You know, what's Mel got to say? And and if you make a mess of it, it doesn't matter. And then you can get feedback from people afterwards as well. So, yeah, I would say if you haven't, maybe a New Year's resolution, if you haven't spoken at, at a meetup, maybe make a resolution to give it a try next year. 
It's a good idea. And uh, Mel, I think we both did am- admirably well there, uh, filling while Chris quite quite literally <laughs> left the room for two minutes. Yeah, but but he just reappeared and it looked like he had a an armful of Christmas presents. <laughs> he did. <laughs> so I'm like, where's mine? <laughs> uh, I'm just glad uh, they turned oops. up, to be honest. Like, I've been sweating that they weren't going to show up. But oh, right. yes, I went, I went to the door and with a, got a bunch of presents and got myself a, got my mince pie that I got out earlier. So uh, it's a, just the, it, just the perfect environment for you to describe your personal highlight of the year. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Um, yeah, well, there've been loads. I mean, um, I kind of think to, to the the events that we've run, the, the showcase, the Smart Sheffield events that that I've run. Um, you know, there's been there's been some there's been some really great events. It's been really great to be involved in them. Um, and then there was the um, the Business Cloud. Um, Tech, uh, Tech UK awards that I went to and was a judge for, which was really was really good fun. It was really interesting to to, to judge a lot of companies and, and see what's going on and where some of these industries are going. Um, but I think the real highlight, looking back at the whole year, um, is the whole um, you know, Sheffield to Shanghai kids story. I mean that uh, you know it's. It was something that you know you, you kind of you kind of watch and you and you see and you think oh yeah you know it, it's good to support it and when they were trying to raise money to to go um, I didn't really know very much about it but kind of on a personal level you donate something and then you know that it was only it was literally only a, a month or so ago um, I saw the the Monday that they had to um, to fill out the forms the final deadline for the for the application forms to to um, you know to to get their table at the at the finals in Shanghai, uh, and they were still they were still a fair amount of money short, and I thought, oh, it's a shame that it's going to peter out. Um, and then you know, in the early afternoon, they 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 were you know within five hundred quid or so of, of, of getting of hitting the deadline, and I just thought, you know what, we've got a chance here to kind of tip them over and make it happen, and you know, wouldn't it be an amazing thing to be involved with? Um, and so it's proved. It's just been. It's just been brilliant. The whole story has just has been so much fun. Uh, it was. It was. It was such a joy to interview the kids for the podcast special that we did. Uh, it was great to have them at the showcase um, a few weeks ago. Uh, it was great to introduce them to Bossanova and and for for Bossanova to fund them as well. It was great to put them in touch with Field Design and for Field to help them design these amazing banners. Um, you know, it's gr- all the publicity it's generated, going on the radio and talking about it, and then they left to go to the competition. Um, you know, just earlier this week, they just got back last night. Um, I, you know, I haven't spoken to them directly, but we've just seen on twitter that they uh they, they won a third prize they won an engagement prize for for the most media coverage out there and um uh and wer uk the world educational robotics organization for the uk that presumably um was set up by melanie at, at um at discovery stem or that she's involved in they they won the best national organization for the whole thing as well so i can't wait to talk to them about it in person and we'll get them on the podcast in the new year and hear all about it um but i, I just think it's been a fantastic story and i think it's been great for sheffield digital to be part of it um you know with the amrc and with rolls royce and 
and you know the all the other supporters and i think it's really um you know shown that we can come we can come together like as a you know a collective around um you know digital and manufacturing and robotics and and that whole that whole kind of part of our ecosystem is really starting to come together and create links and and have have a narrative and stories to show and i think it also really paves the way for next year so so next year's wer event is likely to be bigger there's now you know it's going to attract more kids because they they can follow in the footsteps and i think more companies and sponsors will get involved to to make it easier for the next for the next uh, hopefully the next um winners to go to shanghai again and as i understand it the the um the final in shanghai had something close to 8000 competitors this year wow so so it's a huge huge event and i've seen screenshots of you know the the sheffield kids on on chinese television and and all sorts so yeah i just think it's a it's a brilliant story it's uh, kind of made my autumn it really yeah. has it it kind of just came out of nowhere didn't it and then just just really took off and yeah. the parents who were involved were just so on it and so determined to really you know support the kids and it, when they came and spoke at the showcase and yeah. you know and showed us their robot and everything that was amazing um and i was just just listening to you talking chris and thinking you know we should we should have tried to get some national media coverage for this or should, or we should see if we can so yeah. you know if on a very slim chance there is anybody who listens to this podcast who works for a national media organization or knows somebody who works for a national media organization here is a feel good story for you to write uh, about some amazing kids from sheffield and their trip to shanghai i think that would be awesome Yeah absolutely I know they're trying but um we can probably boost that signal. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Okay, question 3. Um Mel, what are you looking forward to in 2019? <laughs> um lots and lots lots of lots of things. Um but I think the 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 thing I wanted to highlight for this podcast was I'm really looking forward to us actually making the Sheffield Digital Design Festival happen which um you remember Johnny from Field came mm. on podcast to talk about his ideas for that and um I have been talking to lots of other people about it and talking it up and having conversations with um a potential venue sponsor and hoping that that will come through so while it's not a 100% done deal I'm very determined to make it happen and make it happen before the summer. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to putting some energy into that. I'm also looking forward to seeing Collider properly open. So, you know, having all the food that they the the food offer on the ground floor being open and have it being somewhere that people start to congregate and come into um so that it's not just the the video games museum but there are actually people using it on a day-to-day basis you know businesses starting to move in um the startup and incubation activity that Collider are doing maybe that will move over there no idea what the time frames would be but i really hope that when we get to do this at the end of 2019 we're talking about what an amazing space it is and and all the stuff that's going on there Fantastic. I think we can all agree with all of that. Mm. Um what did I choose? Let me check. Oh yes. Um 
it feels like uh, there's been so much happening this year that uh, we are going to really see the impact uh, next year or maybe in the next couple of years. But it feels like, I, I guess you've kind of alluded to that yourself, Mel, with the Collider, the, the work that's going on in Collider. I feel like it'd be re- it's really in- interesting. It'll be really interesting to see what happens. Um, mm. And so... So I guess my point is, if it's not, if if it's great that the museum's opened, it's fantastic that Collider's going to have the food hall and all that kind of thing. I'm really looking forward to people using it and finding out what effect that has on the city or that particular area of the city. Uh, yeah. Similarly, with my co-working references, does that mean that we're going to see like a real boom in like um, I don't know, the freelance community going to be sort of meetups around that that don't currently currently exist? So it's, I feel like this year has been like a, a really positive year in lots of ways. And uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to finding out what effect that has on on everyone else, if that makes sense, mm. on the c- community at large. Um, and that was it, really. I, I haven't really got much more to say say than that. I don't think. I, th- I think there's a potential for it to be a real catalyst, isn't there? You know, and we were talking about how 2018 we feel like we reached some kind of a tipping point, but there's there's still that missing element, which is having that hub that you know one focal point the place where everybody goes and if if the castle house becomes that then i think it'll turn everything up to 11 and and you know we'll really see things start to happen and we need more big things happening so that we can make more noise nationally and internationally mm-hmm. you know we do a lot of talking to ourselves about the good stuff that's going on but we need more big things to talk about that we can tell the rest of the world about that are going to make them look at Sheffield and go, okay, there, there's seriously stuff going on in Sheffield. It's worth checking that city out. Yeah, I think there's the, the, the I mean, we, we need to mature as well. I think Sheffield Digital, it feels like, you know, this was a, we've been through kind of, <laughs> I'm not going to say, well, yeah, I'm not going to say we've been through puberty, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to grow up. Don't make me grow up. <laughs> there's a certain coming of age you know there's there's things we've been involved in and things we've done and the way that we've expanded and we've you know we've we've increased the number of people that we work with um you know we've i think there's an opportunity to kind of take it to the next level next year you know we've we've kind of we've had some successes we've we've done some things that we've never done before you know like back in february um you know i welcomed a delegation from of, of um government statisticians from china and, you know, it's the first ever time that I've ever been involved in a formal kind of economic uh, exchange, um, you know, situation. Um, and, you know, so, and it's things like that that are good for experience, but also protocol, you know, like you're supposed to exchange presents and this is how you address people. And, you know, and I think there's, there's a few things like that, that, that you know, we, we the organisation kind of reached a point where, you know, it's a significant platform um, in the ecosystem, and now it can really start, um, you know, building that platform out and, and, and offering more. So, yeah. that's yeah. But and a big question for me is how do we do that, and how do we do it in a sustainable way? Yeah. Because the the challenge we face as an organisation, and we've got we've got everything in place to really take, go to the next level to to mature as an organisation, except for resource. Yeah. And we need to find an answer to that question. And I think next year that's got to be one of our challenges as an organisation is how do we move from being the success that we are now to the su- success that we can be? Yeah. Um, 
how do we find the backing to do that? How do we find the people to do that? Um, I'd like I'd like to be able to get to the end of next year and go, okay, we really did take that leap. We are, we now look very different to how we looked at the end of 2018. We're now doing a lot more um, regular programmed stuff. You know, we've we've got initiatives going on. We've got rather than just us showing up and participating in other people's initiatives, it's how can we kick stuff up off of our own. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, that's, those are the things that I put in my, my thing that I'm looking forward to the most, um, is the, the, um, the Sheffield Digital Showcase events um, and the quarterly briefings that we're, that we're getting off the ground. And I think, um, you know, partly because they're, they're things that we have initiated because they are missing, and, but also because of the impact they're going to have. I mean, the first showcase had, had a lot of impact. Um, you know, we've already heard from companies that want to showcase their things at the next one. Um, you know, the format needs tweaking maybe and, you know, bits and pieces. But I think as a regular, you know, quarterly um, expression of the digital work that goes on in the city, I think it's really important. And we get, we get you know, we get column inches, we get radio and press um, attention out of it that really counts for something. Uh, and I think it will attract sponsorship as well mm. from companies that want to be associated with it. Um, not just the one speaking, and the, and the same thing for the quarterly briefing. So, you know, we have this plan to produce uh, um, a, an update every quarter that goes to policymakers and business people nationally, regionally, and locally um, to give them an update on what's going on in the in the digital technology industry in Sheffield. Um, and I, I think that's going to be really important. I'm really excited about pulling that together, and uh, and again providing a vehicle to get messages and sponsorship but also um you know the priorities and the the character and the geography of, of our tech cluster in front of decision makers in front of people in in positions of authority on a regular mm -hmm. basis I, I think it'll you know again it's that maturing thing and i, and I think you know that those are examples of things that, that we can do with a view to make them sustainable because you know they're, they're reliant on sponsorship um, and I think there's now the interest from from companies that want to be part of that because we've got a track record and we can demonstrate that that value. Um, but I think I think you're right. I think there's there's more we can do and more things that we can be involved with that provide other revenue streams alongside our membership to to make the organisation more sustainable. Because like you, I mean, you know, we we both want to do this full time. I mean, I think we've achieved an awful lot for the amount of, <laughs> well, maybe not full full. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to do anything full time no. anymore. <laughs> I need a break. Yeah, <laughs> or employ people to do some of these things full time. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and be a bigger organisation with a with a with a, a more solid footing than you know what it does at the moment, which is rely on a, on a lot of yours and my free time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great. Okay, we're on to our final our final question to answer. Um. So the question is what is your wish for 2019 now i don't know if we need to add some kind of kind of clarification here when we talk about a wish for 2019 is this kind of a wish that may come true or is this the kind of wish that you that you deep down in your heart you know might not really happen uh, should, we, should, we go oh, for the, should we go for the former and be optimistic <laughs> totally leading question ian um well, the, the wish that I wrote down 
uh, was actually, sorry to get all heavy on you folks, um, I wanted to talk about politics and I wanted to say that my wish is that the uh, local authorities in Sheffield City Region would, for heaven's sake, <laughs> get their act together and get our devolution deal done so that we can have access to the government funding that has been sitting unused for 18 months to two years now. Um, And uh, I should stress perhaps uh, the views expressed in this podcast are entirely my own and not necessarily those of the organization. But as far as I'm concerned, it is an absolute crying shame that politics should be getting in the way of what's actually going to be good for the people and the businesses based in and around Sheffield. And uh, people just sort this out and then get that funding into the region. And then let's talk about how we spend that funding in ways that everybody can take advantage of. So, you know, not just the tech community, but all the people for whom the tech community can do really good things, all the people who are not accessing what technology can do for them, all the people who need to update their skills so that they can access tech, all the people who are excluded or who are not properly represented, all that kind of thing. There are, there are so many great ideas of work that could be done But it's not being done because there's no money to pay for it. It's as simple as that. And you can only expect volunteerism and goodwill to go so far. So, Santa, if you're out there and if you are dropping down the chimney of the people who are making these decisions, then please, that's my wish. That's my wish for 2019. My other one has... We we can see Leeds and Manchester doing things about this. Money going in. To, to these kinds of efforts, quarter of a million pounds from Andy Burnham's, you know, the mayor's office in Manchester to Manchester Digital for digital skills development. You know, there's they've managed to to invest, and all of all of that investment is tied up in the region and and the fact that, um, yeah, there, there seems to be. I mean, apart from the thirty million a year that was that is is earmarked through the devolution deal that hasn't been signed yet, there, there seems to be very little opportunity to draw down any other funds, uh, combined authority for this kind of work, which is yeah. short-sighted. Yeah, and I mean, you know, on the flip side, I will say that there are certainly people working very hard um, at the local authority level in Sheffield and the local authority level in Barnsley that I'm aware of, and I'm sure there's working work going on in the other authorities where they are trying to draw down what funding is available, most of that being European, until that runs out. Um, and they are putting bids in and they are you know, trying to move stuff forward. But it makes us look stupid in Whitehall that Sheffield City Region can't get its act together. You know, so it's, uh, yes, I'll stop now. Otherwise, I'll just go on a rant. So over to someone else for their wish. Otherwise, you'll go on one. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, watch it, you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just off to tell my kids that Santa's not coming this year. He's busy sorting out devolution in uh, Sheffield City Region. <laughs> He's got no sorry, job. kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you've not got all the things you want. <laughs> um right what did i say um so mine is um 
I don't know. I don't know if this is pie in the sky or not. It kind of feels like it feels like not, but you never know. Um, I quite like uh, that in 2019. I'd love it if there was one or more sort of really huge companies, really uh, those kinds of um, you know a, a brand name, if you will, that everyone knows, sets up shop in Sheffield, um, or that there is some kind of project or or, or something or other that, um, that that kind of like a breakout hit that raises attention for the city. So I guess if in 2018 that could have been like winning the Channel Four bid or, or or something like that, but that something comes along that really gets people gets Sheffield or, or the tech scene as well. Um, I don't know in the national news that it that it kind of raises the profile in some way or another. I don't really know what that would look like, but I think it's uh, um, it, it would be really a really positive thing uh, for the city, and 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 that's before you even get to the you know jobs and and the economy and all that kind of thing. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because you know, on we, you know, we, we we have hits. I pointed out to um uh, to Dave Walsh at the Star the other day that you know um you know Bone Loaf's game Gang Beasts they've had over two point four million paid downloads. I think you know if that was a if that was a band that would be a double platinum single. Yeah, yeah. No, um, no, I, I know. I just want a new one, Chris. That's all. <laughs> no, no, I, oh, I know, I know, absolutely. I, so I think there's, there's, you know, hits that we have that aren't maybe recognised as much because they're not household names to to a lot of people. But, uh, but yeah, what what you're talking about is a household name that gets involved in Sheffield. That you know, so so it would be a big company or or some some brand that people recognise instantly. Yeah, and I think it's um, you know even something like the the the, the Google Digital Garage. Um, I know yeah. it wasn't you know kind of an economy boosting long term thing, but um, it was the kind of thing that people stood up and noticed. Like if that if that place had have opened and it was you know, forgive me, Trevor's of the world, but if it was Trevor's Digital Garage, it wouldn't have got anything like the kind of publicity that that, that it did, or a Tre- Trevina that doesn't work, um, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> it would it, it wouldn't and and so that that kind of um you know that kind of impact that a that a that a real sort of household name can have i think in in whatever form can make a real difference it's not really i guess it's not really about us it's not about the techie kind of people that or or people that are working in the industry i think it'd be great if like the people of sheffield at large suddenly became aware of this of this sort of huge success or this huge investment in the city of some kind if that makes sense Yes, you're right. I think that, I mean we, we've long said that Sheffield doesn't have a big OEM. We don't have a big corporate headquarters here. In the, from you know tech industry, you know, unlike say Man- say um, you know Newcastle that has Sage or you know uh, other places that where Microsoft and Apple and others are based, we don't really have that. You know, we have HSBC, but it's not. It's a bank. It's not. Um, it's not a tech company. Um, so yeah, it would be interesting. It would, it would be really even even to get a small office, or or to make more out of the fact that Arm have a base here and Autodesk have a base here that are you know recognisable companies. We probably maybe don't make an, enough of, of what we've already got. They fly under the radar still. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think that there's a job for Sheffield Digital to to do there to just talk more about who's here and if they're not a familiar brand putting them in context so that people can recognize oh right you know so autodex is used by you know x percent of the world's construction right. industries and, and that kind of thing and just you know because you could you say arm you know for those of us in tech we know 
who Arm is and what what the story of the company has been and all that kind of thing. But I don't know mm. if you were wandering down Fargate and you've stopped some stopped someone and said, "Do you know what the company Arm is?" Would they? So so there's there's a job for us to do to put us put the tech industry out there more, but but put it into context and make it relevant as well. Yeah. I, I told a computer science student at Sheffield University the other day that Pimeroni were based here in Sheffield, actually about 10 minutes walk from where we were, and he couldn't believe it, you know. <laughs> He'd ordered loads of stuff from them, you know, and never never once look, looked at any of it to say made it, because it's made in Sheffield on all of their... Yeah. Uh, never realised that they're based here in the city, so it's sometimes, yeah. There you go. It's good to let people know things. And Chris, to close the show, what's your wish for 2019? Yeah, I, I'd like to see just more projects. I'd like, um, obviously, you know, there's there's funding and sustainability for Sheffield Digital, and I think that that's really important. But um, I think we have the network, and we have, you know, we should, you know, we have the ability to to sponsor and and put together um, some more projects. And I think maybe you know we need to shift our thinking a little bit. Um, and see what we can get, you know, get going, um, you know, ourselves, if you like. I don't mean initiatives like the briefing or, or showcase, you know, that are really core to our mission. But you know, where there's an opportunity to do something that provides benefit and there's funding available, you know, nationally or regionally or you know, European or, or, or whatever it is, um, actually you know, take advantage of some of these opportunities as Sheffield Digital and and, and, and put a, a funding bid together. I know like a couple of years ago we, we did some funding bids and they didn't come off and you know it kind of you 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 kind of you know lose the ability to invest that much time in, in getting some of these things off the ground. But I, I think there's there's possibly some some more interesting things that we can do now that the uh, ecosystem is more mature um, and you know we We've got very extensive networks and can and can you know collaborate with a lot a lot of people. So I think maybe there's a role that we can play to convert some of these networks into into projects. Yeah, sounds a good one. Marvelous. Well, that concludes the uh, the awards ceremony section of the show. <laughs> I think we, we who have... won? Who won? I, I think we were all winners. <laughs> you have to do a Twitter vote. <laughs> so um, anyone's listening <laughs> get, get the three people for that. Um, so we have uh, some events in January that we should really tell you about uh, it's all go almost immediately um, quite literally because on the 10th of January is go Sheffield that was an accident I promise um, on the 12th of January Dark Peak Data Cooperative Co-op Day on the 15th is Splunk Yorkshire, which is the Sheffield user group launch. Do we know what that is, apart from a tremendous name? Splunk. Uh, yes, yeah, Splunk is a, is a data analytics tool, I think. Of, of course it is. I believe, yeah. Good save, Ian. <laughs> On the 17th of January, the Sheffield PHP, regular meetup, and uh, also Agile Sheffield. On the same night, um, Freelancer Friday is on the 18th. So that's not a meetup necessarily, but it's uh, the Friday morning freelancer session at uh, at uh, Sheffield Tech Box. On the twenty second is the next Sheffield Women in Tech event, and that's the Jobs Edition. What does that mean, Mel? Could you give us a brief extended info about that? 
so the idea of that session is to um, encourage people who are thinking about getting into tech or about taking a sideways step into tech by having speakers who've been there and done that. So um, it's still coming together. We're still pinning down the speakers and that kind of thing. But it really is all about what's it like being a woman working in tech or if you're wanting to get into it, what are your roots in and uh, what can you learn from other people's experiences? Okay. And on the 23rd, it's the G Suite user group. The 26th, it's the next Sheffield Data for Good with a focus on homelessness. On the 28th of January, it's .NET Chef. And on the 29th, it's the first, I think, Cyber Republic meetup. Is that right? The first yeah. one, isn't yes. it? Yes. Um, and that's it. Um, we have new members. Oh, did, you, did you include um, Heidi's event from Spaces? She's got her machine learning event, hasn't she? Yes, I didn't include that because it's not been added to the slide yet, but that's the rearranged event. So that was supposed to take place at the start of December at uh, the Spaces, and it's um, it's called DigiX Spaces. Is that right? That's right. Yes. Uh, so it's a new series of events that we have talked about before, and the first one is in January. Has anyone got that date to hand? Because I don't. Let me, see if I can, let me see if I can find it whilst we're talking. I, I have to do loads of quick looking up on Tinternet. That's all right. So, I, I can talk and search at the same time. We've also got some new members uh, this uh, this uh, last month since we um, recorded. Company members, big thank you to Elements Technology, who signed up earlier on in December, and then individuals that have signed up for Sheffield Digital membership since we last spoke include uh, John O'Cook and Glenn Faulkner. And uh, this would be a perfect time for you two to say a fantastic thank you to all our members while I search for that date. <laughs> Well, it's my my pleasure to fill for you, Ian. Um, from the very bottom of my heart, a huge thank you to uh, all the individuals and companies who support us, uh, to our sponsors and our regional partners, and to everybody in the community. So the all the people who participate in Slack, who help each other out, who answer each other's questions. Um, just seeing you out there and seeing you respond to Sheffield Digital just gives me the uh, momentum to keep going with this mad thing that we dreamt up in the corner of a room about four years ago. Um, so, yes, to all of you, uh, thank you and a very, very happy Christmas and a safe and prosperous new year. And DigiX Spaces takes place on the 31st of January. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Last day. <laughs> <laughs> so it was actually in order. It was, it kind of worked. Yeah. It was, it was, it was yeah. in its correct position. Um, <laughs> and that's it. If you would like to subscribe to the show, then you can do so via Apple Podcasts and all the usual places where you would subscribe to a show. Please do recommend it to other uh, Sheffield tech folk. If, um, if you think that they would like to listen to the show, it would be great if we um, kind of expanded the audience in 2019. We still have, you know, a few hundred people listen to every show. We recently hit our 9,000th um, total download. So, you know, it, this it is uh, well listened to and it would be great if we had more people um, getting involved and listening too. So feel free to spread the word. And, um, and I think that's it, apart from Merry Christmas one and all. And a Happy New Year. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs>